Official pod is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen here at One Jets Drive, joined by Jets Special Teams Coordinator Brant Boyer. Brant, can you believe it? You're about to start your eighth year here with the Jets. It's crazy, buddy. You know, the time flies, and and uh, just thankful for the opportunity to come back, and, and uh, as I am every year, and, and you know, the, the people around here and the fans and, and – uh, you know, the, the way people have been around this community and everything with my family and my kids have really enjoyed it here. And so it's been, it's been you know, been lucky to, to be here as long as I have and got my oldest out of school this year, you know, and so he graduated. And so it was, it's good, been good for the family for sure. What did you know about the fan base before you started coaching here in 16? Because you're a former Dolphin as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I always knew how, how you know, how uh, dedicated they were to the Jets and, and, how loud they were, and and you know I think in Miami home games, um, anytime I had played, obviously when I was when I was a rookie down there, th- you'd have just as many Jets fans there was Dolphin fans in Miami, mm-hmm. and so the the fan base is awesome, man. You, I don't know if you know there's a better fan base in the league, you know, in my opinion. How proud are you of your tenure, considering that you've worked with three different head coaches? There's not a lot of guys in the NFL who would be able to endure that much changeover. Um, you know, I, I'm proud of that, but there's there's certainly some work that, that, that we need to do. Um, you know, I wasn't real happy with the way things went last year, obviously. Um, you know, and I think there's uh, a lot of things that need to get fixed. And, and uh, you know, I think that's part of the process moving forward and, and doing all the studies that we're doing and trying to get the things fixed that need to be fixed. And uh, But, you know, I'm very, very fortunate to to you know for everybody in the Jets organization and everything to uh to be here as long as I have that's for sure you mentioned last year what keeps you up at night oh those those two punt returns make me sick to my stomach yeah um you know it just infuriates me every time I even think about it to be honest with you um you know there's just just little technique errors and you know I certainly I certainly could have coached it better starting with that right um but you know, it's just a matter of staying in your lanes, and I got to coach coach that better this year, and and uh, try to identify the the issues and and how we can teach it better, so so everybody understands it and things like that. But it all starts and ends with me, man. Got to get it fixed. You're so damn competitive. I do you think about those moments more than maybe a block punt by Jermaine Johnson no, in. Not- in Buffalo or, or a block punt by Michael Clemens in Green Bay or a successful fourth down fake in Cleveland or the onside kick in that improbable comeback. I mean, there were a lot of big moments on special teams. Yeah, it's it's not it's not even close, to be honest with you. Like, that that stuff is, is so far gone in my mind that, you know, it's a, it's always a long season. You know, you, you do some things well, and, and, you know, it's like the year before we, we were very bad in, in committing penalties and stuff like that, so we made it a, a big focus. And uh, and we were much better this year in, or last year in, in, in uh, penalties, the amount of penalties that we had. And and so, you know, you you get changed by, by making it a, a specific focus of, of what you're trying to teach the guys and things like that. And, and punt coverage surely is one of those this year. Um, you know, I felt like it like it hurt the team, you know, and it, and it starts with me. And, and um, you know, I, I'm not proud of that for sure, and it just pisses me off every time I think about it. <laughs> well, what would you say about Thomas Morstead coming back here and why was that such an important move for you guys, bring Thomas? Well, I think that, you know, arguably he's been – 
you know, if you want my honest opinion, I think he's been the best punter in this league as far as controlling returners uh, for a long time. And, and uh, you know, he's so consistent in everything he does and so deliberate in everything he does, and he's such a good human being um, that it was, you know, we were really happy to get him back. And, uh, you know, he provides leadership in the room, uh, being around for as long as he has and being as good for as long as he has. And so it'll it'll uh, it's it's great to have him back. Can you talk about that negotiation at all? And when he gave him a call and said, "Hey, listen, we're interested in you you coming back here." Um, you know, they they get into the no- negotiation stuff. So I just put you know uh, called him up and said, "Hey, man, you know when when uh, you know when the legal period is there and stuff like that, and we can talk to him, saying, "Hey, man, we want you here." And you know how much how much I think he in this building thinks he in. And, and uh, you know he was an absolute pleasure to coach when he was here. The first time, and uh, he did a really, really nice job for us, and and uh, you know, just happy to have him back. How about his longevity, and also Brant, what he's been able to do outside? Because a lot of times you take a dome kicker, maybe you won't have that kind of success outside. But he, when he was here in the Northeast, still able to keep it at an elite level. You're still not going to have the numbers you are kicking in in a dome in December but with that being said he's an all-weather guy he is he is and he like you said he he proved it when he was here um you know I thought he did a great job and and his longevity is based on how hard he works in the weight room how hard he takes care of his body how hard he you know he's not a guy that goes out all the time he's not a guy that, that drinks very much he's not a guy that you know he's always training always watching his diet and and those are the guys that last, you know, that, that understand how, how short-term this business can really be if you don't take care of yourself. And, and the one thing that makes you money, and that's your body, man. And if you don't take care of it, you don't have a chance. What should people know about Thomas Hennessy? He resigns in the offseason. Uh, this guy's consistency just been off the charts. Yeah, he's, it's awesome to see how much he's developed. Um, since he's been here as a, you know, he's starting to take a leadership role a little bit too. And, and I asked him to do that several years ago and to see his maturation process of getting better and better and better all the time. And, and, uh, you know, being more physical blocking and, and, you know, he's, he's assignment right all the time. And, uh, you know, he's just an absolute pleasure to coach. The guy uh, comes to work every day. You never hear anything, uh, never hearing complaining about anything or, or you know, um, you, you dream of coaching guys like him. How much does that fly under the radar of what he brings to the table? Because you never have to worry about this guy's long snapping. Yeah, yeah, it's it it's huge. And 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 guys that that don't have a snapper or the first, you know, you, you realize it when you, you know, when we, I think we lost him in the Denver game a couple of years ago right. out there um, on one of the first punts, and we had to. We were holding on to our, our shoes there for for a while. Uh, I think we had to punt eight more times or something in that game. And and uh, so when you miss your snapper, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to make it work. It's hard to make protection work. And, and uh, you know, you have to sacrifice in your in your coverage to, you know, if you don't have a good one and, and you have to protect your snapper so much if you don't have a, a guy that can block and, and a guy that throws bad balls, the punter's moving all around, and, and you don't have to worry about that with Thomas. And, you know, I was just really thankful that they got him back, you know, and uh, and signed him to another another good deal for him. I was really happy for him. How about Legatron, uh, year one? And also, I was looking back at some quotes because I was writing a story about special teams in your units. You said during the year that you think he's got the ability to set the NFL record 
as far as longest field goal. I truly think he does. Um, you know, especially in Denver or something like that on a on a good day. Absolutely, he's he's. Uh, you know, I mean, regularly kicks him 62, 63, and with plenty left, um, <clears throat> you know, even 65 with plenty left. So I think he's for sure got a, got a shot to do it out in Denver or something like that. And, and uh, you know, he's progressively gotten better. I think he had, um, what do you have, 11 kicks over 50 yards last year or something like that, way more than anybody else in the league. Right. And, um, you know, um, you know, I thought he didn't handle that really well. And, Hit a couple of really big field goals, and and uh, you know it's to have have a veteran group like that with with Z and with uh, Thomas and 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 Haney, I think that uh, all these that that room is awesome to coach, and awesome to be around because everybody really gets along, and you can bounce ideas off them. Hey, what do you guys think here? And and here's what I'm thinking, and and they'll sit there and they'll tell you the truth, you know. And so I've got a really good relationship with all three of them, and. And that's, uh, you know, that's part of it in this business. And I, I really like that. You go to Denver early this season. I think it's week five. Yeah. So the weather should be five. pretty good there. Yeah. So pregame warmups, if it's a sunny day in Denver, it's, let's say it's 60, how far will you attempt it in pregame warmups? I mean, it's obviously all based on game situation and how, how, how you feel when, when you get to the game. But, um, you know, it's all how he feels and how he feels like he's he's kicking that day and things like that, you know. Um, but before the game, do you guys – you let him dis- determine, like, how far he wants to take like that Like, I back? wouldn't have him go back and try to kick a 70-yarder. Right. No, you know. But, I mean, he'll test it a little bit, um, you know, and, and try to kick a 60 and a 62 or something like that, you know, that he kicks all the time and – and if we feel good about it and it's, you know, end of half, end of game, something like that, some kind of situation where we feel like we've got a shot and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll give it a ride. Who knows? If it's the end of the half in Denver, you might have a little wind at your back. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? 68 yards, something yeah, like you, that, you right? You never know. You never yeah. know. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The WinBet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. Justin Hardy, how much of a pleasure has he been to coach for you? He's been he's been awesome. Uh, the the leader he's become in this in this for this team and and you know what he means to our to our special teams group just as is huge and I can't can't say that loud enough um you know the guy is is a consummate professional um you know works his butt off works harder than anybody out there uh on our special teams units um you know and obviously he's turned himself into a uh, dominating player and he's gotten better since he's been here at, at multiple phases um you know I think he's a lot better on kickoff he's he's always been pretty good at punt return and he's he's done done a really really good job of of you know i think taking the coaching and 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 like a lot of a lot of times some of these guys that have experience they you know 
they won't listen as, as well as he did. And it, the difference in Hardy and some other guys is Hardy wants to be coached. And and that's awesome when you get a veteran guy that has had as much success as he has that that wants to be coached and he wants to be coached hard. And, and um, you know, that's a really good example to set in the room um, that there's, you know, you can always learn something. You know, coaches and players, we can always learn something. And, and um, <clears throat> you know, I think that's part of what makes him great. In terms of punt coverage, how much do you like the fact that you do have more set kicking now and you do have Justin on the outside and those guys, their relationship goes back a ways. Long time. Yeah. yeah. And there, there wasn't a happier guy uh, than, than, than Hardy when we, when we signed Morstead, you know, he was, and, and that's not demeaning to anybody else. Uh, but they like you said, their, their relationship goes, goes way beyond that. And, you know, they're friends off the field and have known each other for a long time and, and they have a comfort level with each other, and and uh, you know, and they're both really, really good players, and and some of the best at their position. Punk coverage, if not wise, the best. Punk coverage wise, do you think you got the best pair in the league when you have Justin and then Brandon? Uh, I I I would think so. Um, you know, I I think that. Uh, How's Brandon developed know, there? Over he, time? He's he's developing. He's doing a really nice job, working hard. I think he's. He's gotten a lot stronger um, this off season, um, and I think that'll be a big difference. Um, you know, there there's some good tandems in this league, but um, you know, our two guys, I you know, I I wouldn't pick another tandem to go go you know over these two. That's for sure. And there's a bunch of younger guys in the mix too. You know, so we'll see what happens. What about the return situation? Uh, we're talking here. We're taping here in late spring, early summer. Uh, with that being said, uh, Braxton Berrios, uh, last couple years, obviously a mainstay back there for you. Now he signed an off season with Miami. How do you look at the landscape now? You know, you got you gotta appreciate what Berrios has done. You know, since he's been here, and and uh, you all miss the guy and and the player that he was. But uh, you know, wish him all kinds of luck. But um, you know, you've got a group of guys that that we'll see where this goes. Um, you got some very capable players out there and you got a group of young guys with some veteran guys and um you know randall cobb's done it hardman's done it uh deontay spencer's done it and then you got some young guys like gibson and and uh izzy uh the, you know the rookie running back uh gonna you know has some kick return stuff and bam and bam knight um you know kick return stuff so um you know it'll it'll be a lot of um you know we'll see where it goes and and see how they do in in the preseason and and you know, throughout the off season here, um, you know, so I, you know, I'm not going to make any predictions, but uh, you know, we'll 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 find somebody that'll do a really good job. There's a bunch of capable guys there, and we'll see who shakes out at the end. And you never know what happens with rosters throughout the summer in the National Football League. I wanted to ask you about that undrafted free agent, Xavier Gibson, a, a guy who's just got dynamite speed. What did you see from him? on film during his collegiate career at Stephen F. Austin? Um, he's, he's a guy that, that, is a, that is a solid catcher. He tracks the ball really well. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, what he does better than almost anybody in the, in the draft that I had seen is, is, is he, will, he will vertically get you, at, you know, he'll stretch and he'll cut. And he'll, he can put one foot in the ground and get vertical on you right away. So he'll get you stretching, stretching sideways, and then he can put a vertical foot in the ground when all these other guys are still going sideways, and those guys are really, really hard to tackle. And, um, you know, I went and worked him out, and just to give you a little insight, I went and worked him out in uh, 
in Stephen F. Austin, and then they had to. There were storms coming in later in the in the afternoon. I drove all the way to beautiful Nacogdoches, Texas, and uh, you know flew into to uh, Houston, I think, and uh, drove all the way up there. But uh, how I far went, is that drive? I think it was like a three hour, two and a half, three hours. Okay. And I drove up there, and and they had to move the practice up for spring ball because there were storms coming in. So. I think they were starting at eight o'clock, so I, I told them to meet me at uh, seven o'clock, or I, I said six forty-five, seven o'clock. I'll see you there on the on the field. And I showed up at six fifteen in the dark. It was pitch dark, and he's sitting there waiting on me. So you know, I, guys like that. You know, I, I love guys like that that are willing to work. And and uh, he's a really good kid. He works real hard, and and uh, you know, he's been he's been he's been noticeably training really hard and and stuff like that with his catch mechanics and things like that he's done a nice job and you know he's he's in the mix with a bunch of guys right there and we'll see how he how he shakes out you what know? do you what do you do with a kid like that when you're working him out and you're in rural texas on a on a, a night in the dark yeah. it was half in the dark too <laughs> um it was pretty funny because we finished the workout as the the team's just starting to come out and and uh you know it, it was pretty funny that uh you know you're just putting through all the drills that you can and half the time you know they're shooting the his equipment guys are shooting the jugs to him and and I'm making him run all over the place, and and you know, hell, I don't even know if he could see the ball half the time. It was pretty funny. Really? It was, it was almost still dark. Yeah. How but we had to get it done before spring ball started. You know. I gotta imagine the scouts are on the phone because that's the way this process works. It's only seven rounds in the NFL draft, so the scouts got to start targeting guys, making those calls, and say, "Hey, listen, we're gonna give you a call. We're interested in picking you up as an undrafted free agent for you." What was it like in terms of him specifically, Gibson? Well, I was just trying to hope. I was hoping that we we got him, yeah. and um, you know, I was, I was really happy when he obviously when he said, "Hey, I'm you know, I want to come there and, and play there." So, um, you know, any kid that's that's willing to work like that, willing to show up early and and things like he did, uh, that that went a long way for me. And and you know what he the you know everybody in the in the background uh, from the coaches the equipment guys hell I took him to to uh, breakfast after we worked out and you know all the people in the town are coming up and giving him hugs and you could tell he's he's well respected and well liked and yeah. and you know that's the kind of person that you you want to bring to your culture and and uh, you know hopefully he uh, he shows out and does a really great you know good job and you know it's going to be a hell of a competition with with those three or four guys back there and we'll see who comes out speaking of competition as far as the rookies are concerned what do you think about some of these late round picks jbc from lsu a burner a guy who's got a lot of experience playing different positions on defense but yeah. when you take a guy late in the drafts they're going to be expected to contribute yeah. on special teams then uh zaire barnes Mm -hmm. um, a kid who's long and athletic is going to compete for that third linebacker right. spot. But also, didn't he play a lot of teams in college? And then yeah. he got a freak in the seventh round. Yeah, the tight end from Old Dominion, Zach Kuntz. Right there, you know, I just I just finished up literally ten minutes ago in, a, in our meeting with him, and and you know all, you know, wide-eyed puppy-looking <laughs> kids, man. It's it's pretty funny how young these kids look to me now these days. But um. They're all really good, really good kids, uh, really coming along, learning really well. And, um, you know, you got some other free agent linebackers that are, that are going to give people runs for their money as well. And, and uh, you know, a bunch of rookies that could, could possibly help us. And, you know, we're, we need some help. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can come through. And, and uh, you know, you got to, you know, Converse has a ton of speed and, 
and uh, you know, so does the Coons, the tight end, and Barnes can run, and all these guys can run. You know, now how fast can they get up to speed on on scheme and 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 physicality and everything that it takes to be in this league? And that's that's what's going to wait to be seen. But I'm excited about this group. Um, you know, Xavier and all these guys. Uh, all these rookie players that, that we've brought in and, you know, a substantial number this year, which is good. And uh, we'll see where it shakes out. Yeah, it's going to be – it's always interesting from your perspective because when you talk about the running back room, Bam Knight is part of that, but mm-hmm. then you draft Abanaconda yeah. in the fourth or fifth round out of Pittsburgh, and you talked about him potentially helping you on teams yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, he's got some solid kickoff return or production and – and played some special teams in his younger younger career, and and uh, so you know he's he's a, a guy that everybody's excited about, and and we'll put him out there and see what happens. You know, um, Bam was was doing a really nice job, uh, you know, kick returning, and and uh, you know was would have been the guy if Barrios wasn't here. You know, you had Barrios here, uh, who was a proven guy, but um, you know I wouldn't have hesitated to put Bam in at all. I mean, he was. He's a legit kick returner in this league, I think, and and so we'll see. Um, you know, there's a bunch of guys going for that spot as well, so we'll see how it all shakes out and the roster dynamics and and stuff. Hopefully, we can find a dual guy that can do them both, and and um, but if not, then we'll we'll parcel it up. It's going to be a long camp, a long summer because you guys report early. But the fourth preseason game, you more than anybody else, does that help you? Uh, you get another look at them, yeah. I think. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, certainly it helps getting a better um, a better feel for the guys, and it's just another extra week that we can get these young guys a step further right. and, and spend some more time with them, and, and that's going to be critical in the way they develop and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, they're going to need it, and uh, just like every rookie does, um, you know, and, and, our, and our team needs it, you know. So we'll see where it goes from there. All right, listen, another life way back when, assistant special teams coach for the Indianapolis Colts, and your two kickers were Adam Vinatieri, Vinatieri and Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, yeah. Did you have any inside knowledge on what Rodgers was going to say on Pat McAfee on March 15th? I did not. <laughs> that, is, that, is the, that is the truth. Yeah? Yeah, that is the truth. And no, I didn't. I'm I'm just happy for you know obviously for Aaron to be here and and uh, the difference it's going to make on this team as far as like what what this what he's going to what he's going to mean to this team leadership wise and and things like that I think it's really really cool um, you know I played with Dan Marino and and uh, to see the fire and things that they didn't have when you when you play Aaron Rodgers against Aaron Rodgers he has that same fire and it's really really cool to see um, even out of practice right now and. And, uh, you know, speaking of Pat McAfee, I'm just happy he signed that new deal and <laughs> good for him and his new family, and that's a really awesome for him. What's it been like watching Rodgers operate here? Oh, it's 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 cool to see. You know, it's cool to see how, how much he helps the guys and how he, you know, demands all these guys be at their best, and, and that's what's made him great all these years. You know, I think that um, it's going to do nothing but make this team better. Um, you know, I think when, when players um, – you know, everybody wants to be liked in these days, you know, instead of being respected. And, and I always tell the, tell the guys it's better to be respected than liked, man. And guys that are willing to do that and, and you know, in, a, in the right way and correct their teammates and, you know, when they're doing the right stuff themselves like he, like he's going to do. And, 
and he has certain things that he wants to get done and and he wants you to do things a certain way and he's going to pull guys aside and 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 tell them how he wants it done and i think that's awesome i, I really do and especially a guy that has as many pelts on the wall as he does you know i think it's really cool totally different players but do you see a lot of similarities with him and marino the way they especially have that presence, that, that aura. Presence when yeah. you're when you're around the great ones like that. I like, you know, it's like when I was in Indy with Andrew Luck. Um, when you're around dudes like that, you know that walk in a huddle and they command a presence like that. That's what that's what you see here. That's what I seen with Marino my rookie year. Bernie Kozar I played with also, um, and so guys like that that are. I mean, those they're they're killers, man. They're they're really, really, really good players for a reason, and that's because they're they're so good at what they do, and they're so so meticulous about how they prepare and, and their their game prep and and their body and everything like that. That's what makes them great. How much is Rogers going to change things for you guys? Because I got to imagine probably punting on less, and if you're punting, you're probably punting a little bit more and favorable situations where hey maybe we got a couple first downs and and the other thing is Rogers throughout his career has been exceptional in the red zone yeah yeah he's been fantastic and you know that's all um stuff that uh you know we'll wait to see how much it changes um you know we we've been doing some some studies on some things that uh you know maybe in the past that I haven't studied you know we haven't done a, a ton of work on as you know because there wasn't many situations like that well now we're doing more situational stuff you know obviously we did the the work but what I'm saying is like going going doing all these extra the projections and studies and things like that 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 uh the situations that we haven't been in very much uh you know in the past since I've been here without giving away too many state secrets can you can you touch upon some I, can, I can't do okay that. that's I, I, t- I totally respect that um, right. but that's a big part of the off season, right yeah, yeah. and that also speaks to okay we might have to change things up as far as what personnel is actually here. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the game situations that we'll be in are going to be totally different, you know. Um, do you want do you want to pressure as much? Do you want to do return as much? Do you want to do all this stuff that sometimes that, that we needed to get back in the game in certain situations? Do we do we need to play a little more safe? Do we need to be more aggressive in certain areas? Things like that are all going to are all going to change, you know. I I would assume and and uh it's going to be cool to see see how it all works out. How much do you love and how much do you hate the challenge of it all, considering that you're never going to have 90% of your personnel back or 80% of your personnel back? That's just the nature of life in the National Football League, and especially for a special teams coordinator. But with that being said, it's like a chef who's got new ingredients every day. How, how much do you like the task and hate it at the same time? <laughs> um. There's probably some stuff I can't say on yeah. this. On this <laughs> You're right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, because it's got. Know, it, it is frustrating at times. Yeah. I, I won't lie to you. Um, but the part that I, I really enjoy about it is that, you know, I get to speak to the whole team and I and I have a relationship with the entire team, uh, even the, the offense and defensive linemen, because they're on our stuff too. And and that part and, and the puzzle making that you have to put figure out where to put everybody and what matches their skills and what are they good at what aren't they good at and and try to get the best mix of all those players and and then you know if there's sudden changes at the 
you know, before game one of the regular season, like there always is, you know, guys that you were counting on and all of a sudden there's three or four guys not here, then it just throws it into a tailspin and you have to turn around and, and figure it out. And, you know, that's why you cross train everybody. And that's why you, you know, you're always trying to plan ahead for, for, um, you know, things that could possibly happen, you know, and, you know, whether you lose a guy here or lose a guy there, you're always trying to, to cross-train people for, for their positions and things like that. That part of the game is is I, is really cool to me because because it's, um, you know, it's something that, you know, it's it's hard to do. and, and um, You're tagging a different puzzle every year. Yeah, yeah. And in that, every game. Yeah, and, and, and you create relationships with all these guys and – and you know, part of this business is is they they're not going to play for you unless unless they trust you. And 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 um, you know, I think that's part really part about why I do this. And and it's really cool. The part about being a coach is that you develop all these relationships with the guys, and and you're trying to take them to where they don't think they can go themselves. And um, you know, that's that's the real cool part for me in this business. What do you like in that meeting room with the guys? Because your intensity personified i think people should go look at some of your own film desert swarm brand mm-hmm. boyer back in the day with arizona and then you were a six round pick not a lot of six round picks played 10 years in the yeah. National football league yeah, I, was, I was i was pretty lucky very fortunate um you know i had some some guys that liked me how, how i say it that way you know that i mean um you know i try to try to help these guys all the time and and try to, you know, I, I've done everything that they're doing and I've been through everything that they've been through. And, and I think that, you know, the more I can try to relay that to them and, you know, show them the pitfalls that could be in this business or if you don't do this, here's what's going to happen. And I try to be brutally honest with everybody and, and um, you know, I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to help them in their career. And, you know, I have, I have relationships off the field with, with a lot of these guys and, and things like that and and uh you know it's awesome man and that's that's why you do it you try to give back and and help how different is the vibe around here this year as we're about to embark on the 2023 season as opposed to maybe any of the eight previous off seasons you've had here oh the 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 expectations are going to be are really really high and I think that's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, you, you can't walk the walk. If you're going to, you know, if you're not going to, if you're going to talk the talk, you can't walk the walk, you know. And, and you know, we, we look really good on paper and we got to come out and we got to um, show that we're as good as, as this team, you know, and we'll see how good we are. And, um, and I think it's going to be a physical team. Um, you know, I really look forward to seeing how this team matures together and plays together and and um i think it's going to be fun to see where where this ends up you know what do you think about the schedule release nfl thinks you guys are going to be good five primetime games the first ever black friday game as well a lot of late nights buddy yeah a lot of late nights but from a special team's perspective i I gotta imagine the guys are pretty juiced up to play under the lights everybody in the nfl is going to be watching absolutely any time that that uh you know i think you know Sala and joe and mr johnson and all these guys have done such a great job getting all these players in so the league is starting to notice things are changing around here and since i've been here it, it it's been a total reversal of what it was when i came here and um i'm really excited to see what see what happens and and uh and i love that the the, the pressure's on us i really do because now now you, you're perform you know yeah and we got to back it up you know and i'm happy i'm 
I like it. I love it as well. What do you got planned for the summer? Any hunting, fishing? Uh, got a, Where a, are we going? A ton of fishing trips um, all through Montana and, and Wyoming, and and uh, I'll be up in Idaho for a little while, and and my my family will come out for for a couple of weeks, and I got a, a wedding in in Vegas for for two or three days. That sounds and, good. Yeah, and then uh, but most of all just floating down rivers and fishing, buddy. Just camping on the river. Okay, so uh, what are you fishing for in Montana? Trout. What about Wyoming? Trout. Yeah. All trout. Yeah. All fly fishing for trout. So I'll fish five, six days a week. When my family's not in, you know, I'll fish maybe three days a week when my family's in. But when my family's not there, I'll be up there every day almost. Are you going to do any hunting or just fishing? No, just fishing. Okay. Yeah, just fishing. I keep on saying it every year, but I got to come out. Anytime. Anytime you want to come out, you're welcome. Thanks, Brent. All right. Anytime.